You're listening to SM Media, the home of exclusive West of Scotland Football League content. Hi folks and welcome to the latest episode of the SM Media West of Scotland Football Show. I'm Scott McPike, it's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. I'm delighted to welcome this week's special guest. It is a pleasure to welcome on the new Nielsen manager, Kevin Muirhead. Kevin, it is a pleasure to welcome you on the show. Thanks for coming on. No worries, pleasure to be here. Um, glad to be involved. I'm looking forward to this. It's been, all, it's been a, a big change for you in the past few weeks, isn't it? Uh, it's been huge. It's been huge. So I spent a lot of time, obviously, at Muircock, five and a half years down there. And um, it's, uh, it's took a lot of getting used to, but it's it's exciting as well. So um, it's been great to get into Nielsen and, and just get involved. So that's a few weeks now I've been there. And that's um, an exciting opportunity, so one I'm relishing. Yeah, obviously as well, well it kind of leaving Muircock and things like that, like the one thing I would, I would say as you... You've left Muircourt probably a far better place than when, when you went in, is that fair to say? Uh, I think that is fair to say. When we went in, I think it was the old Ayrshire District mm-hmm. League, and yeah. they were sitting rock bottom off it yeah. as well. And um, the the thing there was it was a blank canvas, so mm-hmm. we had to chat with the committee and said, we, we can work some magic here, but we're going to need to start over, and there'll probably be a few doings in the early days, and there was. The shots beat us 13 nothing in the Scottish Cup, um, the second week we were in. But they were already taking down, so it was um it was uh, carte blanche. So we went in and we built and we progressed every single year. And as I say, there's kind of essentially two divisions higher than where we started with some magnificent days in the Scottish Cup. Mm. And um we beat Cumnock in the, the old sectional uh, League Cup, and that was like that was a big thing. I think people were still drunk on a Saturday mm-hmm. and it was a Wednesday night game <laughs> as well. It was the first time we beat them for a year. So I've got amazing memories of Muirkirk um, and uh, made some lifelong friends here as well. And how, how can I, good is it as well, like when, you, when you're at a club for that long and you see them kind of growing, how good is it to to look back and think like you've been involved in the club, obviously double kind of double promotion they called it last year, but that must be a, a great feeling to kind of look back in your legacy at the club. Yeah, a real sense of pride there as well. And like I said, it wasn't easy to move on. And it was more than just a game of football on a Saturday and some training sessions. Uh, people like Billy Tate, Isabel, Derek Davison down there as well, Jim Lowe were people, stalwarts of Muircup that had been involved with the club for decades and um, who had went through some tough times and were just kind of seeing some great days. Some, the expectation for Muircup was always that we're going to lose. Um, for a long period of time, turned out the expectation people were absolutely gutted if we lost because you were expected to win every week. That yeah. they were kind of so successful in that that period as well. But I'm glad I brought a kind of bit of happiness to them. But there are people that I still keep in touch with as well, and I'll continue to keep in touch with. And it was it was the relationships and breaking those relationships. It was the kind of toughest part of it. And I had that discussion with the Nielsen committee as well. Mm-hmm. That um, I was uh, a bit. That was going to be the hardest thing, was telling them I had to move on. But it was time for a change, probably hopefully a positive change for Muircourt. They can bring someone in who 
um, go in with fresh ideas and, and kick them on again. So fingers crossed to Hams. Yeah, and how did the process go with Nielsen? Like, what, how did it how did it end up that you went there and what what, what was the kind of talks with the board and things like that again and with the committee more than it? I, I met with them on well four weeks ago tonight. Mm. Um, the Monday night went up had a chat and they met the kind of kind of two layers of the committee up there, so like an executive committee. I've since went and met the whole committee together and had a chat with them. And I, was, I think there was, a, there was a few other people in to speak to them um, that night as well. Told them what my kind of plans were for moving forward. I understand what, what Nielsen means to the local community. I stayed just four miles away from the ground yeah. as well. So I understand the, kind of, the regard that Nielsen's held in and my plans for the future. And thankfully, they were on the same page and they've bought into it as well. And um, I get the phone call to say I'd been offered the job, which I was delighted to accept. But again, it was... My fear was having to phone Billy Tate, the Muircut secretary, who was in Lanzarote at the time, that absolutely ruined his holiday. Um, he'll never forgive me for that. But it's that's football. Things happen so quickly in football yeah. that um, you, you just need to, you need to make these decisions and you need to you need to speak to people and communicate that. And and so we're there. So um, the plan kind of in the early days was Andy Whiteford, who was the previous manager and a player at Nielsen, and he was going to continue. Just for the, the first week, take training and and take the Rutherglen Glen, Glen Cairn game, and I would come in and meet the players and, and be involved kind of behind the scenes, and then we properly took over um, two weeks ago and took training. So we've four training sessions and one game, one league game, one friendly game as well. So, um, I it's early days, but it's it's exciting. Yeah, and obviously we'll we'll touch about in the game on Saturday later on. But well, as as we mentioned as well, we see it every week. That league is so competitive. And what's what's your kind of thoughts on it when you see it, and just how? I mean, it really as a, a case of you can win two games in a row and climb seven places in the league. It's that close. It's it's. I don't think there's ever been anything this tight uh, in terms of like. I know you get battles at the top. You maybe get three, four teams all fighting for um, that top spot. But in that league, there's 14 out of the 16 teams who are either going to be in a relegation battle or going to be in a promotion battle. Mm-hmm. Before the, the St Rocks game at the weekend there, we were four points from promotion and three points from relegation. Crazy, which is, yeah. I don't think there's been... And I suppose that's credit to the conference system before yeah. it, where it was trying to create that level playing field. And for that, that Division 1, it's, it's certainly done its job and every team in that league is beating each other as well. And it's uh, it's exciting. I'm not sure if my heart will take it as we get mm-hmm. to the later stages, but it's, it's, it's good for football. Yeah, oh, definitely. I couldn't agree more. And we'll obviously touch on the, the game on Saturday later on. But we did, we did have a full, you know, pretty much a full card. The weather seemed to be kind to us this weekend and it certainly yeah. gave us a lot of action. Friday night's the best place to start. Obviously, the, the Strathclyde Demolition Cup final, it was a thrilling game, and Renfrew edged out while it's on penalty kicks, and they go into correction from last week. I said uh, the winners would go into the Scottish Cup. They don't. They go into a playoff with right, okay. the Cup winners in the South and the East. So apologies right. to the South and East viewers that watch that corrected me online. Uh, yeah, Renfrew against a playoff now, and they will play. I think it's the winners of the East and the South, and I think it works. It's like pirate, it's like a round robin at the way it works. But again, really exciting game Friday night. Brilliant for Renfrew, gotten for Whitlitz. That's the best way I can describe it. I think what what was exciting or what was really um, good was 
Um, I've seen a few people comment online about oh, Friday night football and should this a cup final should be played on a Saturday or a Sunday. But look at the crowds. Great the place, crowds, yeah. New Park was absolutely mobbed and it was um, it was the right decision to play that on a Friday night as right. well. And um, I've got some good friends at Renfrew. Ryan Boris is a really good friend and um, I'm delighted for them to, to go and win it. And they're, having a, they're having a great league campaign as well in that yeah. uh, Division 2. I don't know a lot about Whitlitz this season. Obviously, have previously managing uh, an Ayrshire team, an Ayrshire district and stuff. I knew Whitlitz can inside out, but Golden Fox went in since. I've never come up against them. I don't know much about their players that they have at the moment. We were supposed to play Whitlitz um, last week, and that would have been my first competitive game. Yeah. But because they beat Les Hagel during the week, they went straight in to play three roles in the south of Scotland, which yeah, was then yeah. cancelled. Yeah. Well, so we've got Whitlitz to play twice, so I would need to do some more homework on Whitlitz. Yeah, I think it's one of those games as well. Look, it's although it's a cup final, and Whitlitz will be gutted. You probably would say it's it's been a a very good occasion for both clubs. It's there has to be a winner, has to be a loser, and yeah. it's that kind of thing. But again, Renfrew, I think Renfrew are in a, are in a great run. I think they're the team to beat in the second division. Yeah. Well, as obviously they're sitting in the, they're sitting in the ball with first division results have went against them in the league so far. But I do think that they've they've lost a few players as well. They'll just be wanting to get the league the league form up. Aye, and again, and that. That league, everyone's beaten everyone, so yeah. I would never ever write MD off. I know they, they lost the guys of Kerry, Irvin Meadow, and a few yeah. players have moved well, they, on. They, they went as well. As well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've lost a few players, but you know, Gordon Post's a guy that's been around junior yeah. football for his whole life. He'll be bringing players in there and he'll be raising the quality of that team, make no doubts about it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll move into the Premier Division. We have new league leaders. It was Bees won against Pollock, a 1 0 victory. Josh Fowler with a goal. Very competitive game. It was all Bees and Pollock. I think it was always going to come down to one goal and Bees continue their great run and are now league leaders. I think I've had a hand in that as well. So, uh, unbeknown to, to the player Scott Ruff as the centre-back at Bees, yeah, that's right, he yeah. was probably part of the decision-making process that, that we decided we were going to move on. From your cup, we lost a, a group of players kind of in that Christmas period. Scott Ruff, 20-year-old centre-back, absolutely outstanding. Went to be. He's done really well since he went in, yeah. He's been brilliant since he's been in and he's won five in the trot. He couldn't mm-hmm. play the shots game because he was cup tied. Yeah. And, um, he's won five. Every game he's played in, he's went and won. And I went and watched him a few weeks ago and he strolled it. And I went and I've been looking at Twitter and every week it's man of the match under the Scott Ross, Scott Ross, Scott Ross. Yeah. So it's testament to how, how good the player is. Absolutely gutted that I lost it, but <coughs> I lost him. But um, he's playing at a good level. He had opportunities to go higher. He, yeah. he could have went to uh, two teams in the, the SBFL Championship were inquiring about him as well. But work commitments and stuff. And he's made a good choice with yeah. going with Chris Strain. And he's, he's <laughs> in it. So delighted for, for Scott. Delighted for Beath as well. And um, they're in a good run. And that makes that, that Premier really competitive at the top. Yeah, it does as well. Obviously, Darvel uh, riding the, the very big wave that they had over the... Last week, they were 2-0 up at half-time and a lot of people thought they would be home and hosed against Atherley, but a remarkable yeah. comeback for Atherley. Dale Simmons with a double and Atherley beat Darville 3-2 at home. It's a sensational comeback for Atherley. Fair play to them. Fair yeah. play to them. I think it, um, even before that game, like all of us, you'd have been watching that Darville-Aberdeen game. And if I was playing Darville on the, the Saturday, I would be quite worried with the way they played. But 
you know what, total respect to be 2-0 down, going at half time, then just come out with that character and that attitude to turn that around. That's often well done. Mm, absolutely, a sensational result for Athelie as well. Uh, Auchinleck are now third. I think that's the seventh one in a row, a 2-0 home win over Peters Hill. Auchinleck, we, we kind of speak about this a lot. They were kind of just quiet at the start of the season. They weren't maybe as consistent, but they're... We did. You do think once they find that consistency, they will be fine, and they're sitting third, and they've they're just going about their business really quietly. They always do, it, don't they? Yeah. They always. Do it. You look it's at kinda, the league you table. You kind of feel bad writing them off, kind of thing. Like, Aye. You look at the league table. They always have games in hand, and I think that's probably part of they qualify for so many things, like Scottish yeah. Cup and stuff like that. So they end up with games in hand, and you see them they're kind of sitting seven feet from the table, and then they, they go in uh, an Auckland light run. And um, I think whether you get three games in hand and they're, they're maybe nine points off the top, something like that, even less, six points off the top. Yeah, they're now they're six points behind uh, B's and the three games in hand in B's, which shows you they're still more than capable of, of being in the mix. And yeah, again, if I was to put my money on a team that would that would win a scrap at the end of the season, I think I would put my money on Auckland Lake. And it's um, that's a fantastic club. Played them earlier in the season in the, the south of Scotland or the west of Scotland, it was. And um, it was 1 0 at half time. Or I'm holding my own here. Then we scored right in the second, the second half. Made it 1 each, and we had hoped for about three minutes, but I think we just made them angry and they went <laughs> 1 4 1. But um, ah, it's, it's, it's a club that just know how they get results, yeah. and, um, and they do it very well. Yeah, absolutely. It's a big, big change over the week as well. Uh, Co winning. Uh, David Gormley, uh, the, the co-winning of Parthia Company by manager David Gormley and the new co-winning uh, management team. They, they aren't confirmed yet. I, I, there is talk of who the new manager is going to be. I'm not going to divulge who it is because the club can do that. But 2-2 draw with Hurlford as well. First of all, and David, I, I kind of, I've kind of said for a while on here and I, people have agreed, people have disagreed that there's been big changes at the Buffs in the summer. They had to basically, their full team, they changed. A lot of players came in. A lot of players went out. It was always going to be a, this season was always maybe going to be a, a season too soon in terms of kind of rebuilding for the club and things like that. I think the club have been very rash to, to part company with David Gormley. I know results haven't went too well for them, but I think the, the team, they, you've seen enough to say that they're, they've obviously got games in hand as well. I think it's a... I, I was very surprised to hear the news. I know results haven't went in their favour, but I think the club. I think there's a lot of good players at that club. I was very yeah. surprised, and I think it's been very quick for the club to get to part company with David. It was. It was quick. I think I'm just looking at the league table just now. They're sitting. They've got a few games in hand. The teams yeah. above them. I know they've only picked up one win the last six, but mm-hmm. um, there's opportunities to to go and get themselves back up that table as well. And it, it's tough for managers and. Like any level of football now, you, you don't get a lot of grace. If, That's the thing. If you're not yeah. getting it right consistently, then then clubs will, will move you on. I think looking back, it's different maybe at Muirkirk where you, you had it was a fresh start and everything was an improvement. When you when you're into a big club, then you, you need to be getting things right consistently and it's it's probably harsh, isn't it? But um, I'm sure Gom's a great guy. I'm not, I don't think it'll be a work long. No, I definitely won't. He'll get a job. Anywhere he's, I mean, he's done a brilliant job at Rossville, Broomhill. He was kind of, we knew what happened at Broomhill. We're not going into that, but it's the same at Kowan. And I just think he's, I just think it's, I, I just think it was very quick. And I'm open about that, not just because I, I know David well and he's, a, he's been on the show and things like that. I just, I'm very surprised when I heard the news. I wasn't yeah. expecting it. 
Again, a two-two draw with Hurlford. Maybe not. It's, I mean, certainly not a bad result for the the new two sides. Very, can I would say, very evenly matched. Hurlford are obviously Darren's doing a sensational job there and has done for many years. Probably a fair result. Yeah, yeah. No, Hurlford are going well in the top half of the table, mm-hmm. and um, that's it's probably a good point when you look at look at that table. You reflect on there's still plenty of teams round about them as well. Yeah. There was loads of points still there for co-winning within a. Would they be in the bottom three at the end of the year? Then under Gorms, probably not. I don't know who's going to come in. You know more than me. <laughs> but um, I don't think there'll be a team that'll be relegated. I think they'll, they'll kick on. They're certainly yeah. quality in that squad. Yeah, definitely. I think their the quality's there as well. And a lot of the a lot of the guys that came in as well, David brought in. So you wonder how they feel about it. I know, obviously, mm. uh, Kevin Nicol, the the captain, he's kind of take. It's like a management committee with Thomas Collins. I don't know who else is there, but I, I kind of right. saw that during the week. Again, that's obviously buying time until they, they sort a permanent replacement might think that I don't think that'll take that'll be too long for what I'm hearing I just uh, I think well I do think we'll win and will be fine I do think they've got yeah. the quality there to be maybe not obviously challenging for league maybe we, you kind of thought that just with the, t- the players and the kind of change of players but they're certainly a top half side there's just yeah. the yeah. quality there's no doubt about that hurdle for that as well a draw was a, was probably a fair result. Big result yeah. for Largs, a 1-0 win away to Cumnock as well. Cumnock have been under a difficult run. They beat Kowanen during the week and you thought that was maybe going to kick them on and get their run back. But some result for Largs to go to Cumnock and win 1-0. Yeah, yeah, great result. And Cumnock could be flying at the start of the season. Yeah, uh, I know they're, they're kind of... They won last week and then they, they'd kind of not picked up a win in a few. And uh, Gintz is a good guy down there. We, we worked well together when I was at Muircourt with a few players on loan. Yeah. He's a guy that lives and breathes. And so is Arnie at Largs as well. He's, mm-hmm. he's another great guy. Stays not far from me. Mm-hmm. And um, I say it was it's a big result for Largs. And, uh, but Gintz will be looking to get Connacht going again, get them firing. Yeah, absolutely. Big result for Clybank as well. Four wins in a row. Uh, two and a win over Canvas Lang. A double from Lee Kelly. Clyde Bank as well, another team, maybe at the start of the season, things weren't great, but they've certainly picked up in the past few weeks. Do you know what, I wouldn't write them off in that, that league as well. Another team that's got a couple of games in hand, and if they, they pick up maximum points in the games in hand, they're right back in the mix as well. We talked about Division 1 being tight, the, the Prem's tight at the top as well. Yeah, from Clyde Bank, Pollock, Talbot, Darville, Beath, right up. That, that's going to be really interesting as we start to get through March, April and into May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, a couple of other results. Glenafton three, Rob Roy nil. Scott McLean with a double for Glenafton. Big win for them, two wins in a row. And Irvin Meadow two, Troon one. Two big results there. Two wins for obviously Glenafton probably the eye catching one a three 0 win. Mm-hmm. They've been they've maybe had a difficult run the past few weeks, but two wins in a row and they're they're now sitting in the they're now sitting in ninth. Yeah, just find that consistency. Look, look is all and if you can. Get back to back wins and, and build on that as well. It's, it gives you that belief as well. When you're losing games, it can become a habit and it can be really hard to turn around. When you're winning games, winning's a habit and you, you, you see teams that just go and put these runs, like kind of four or five games together, it makes a huge difference to, to where you end up in the, during the season. And Meadow are doing well as well. I think George Grierson um, went in there and they've been, he's took them right. I think they were sitting kind of near the bottom when, when George yeah, went in. I think they lost their first four, if I'm right. Aye, and he's uh, they're right up, right in that top half of the table as well. So, aye, fair play to them. Yeah, absolutely. We'll move into the first division. We'll start at the uh, St. Rocks three, Nielsen one. What was your overall take? You maybe know why I talk about it too much, but what was the overall takeaways for the game, and what was your kind of reflections? It was, it was the ultimate game of two halves. 
And um, the first half, I thought we, we were absolutely excellent. The goal we scored was like seven, eight, nine first touch passes, smashed into the net. We missed a penalty kick. Their goalkeepers made two incredible saves. Every uh, time we got, he's just did a, a dink that's just went a, an inch over the bar. And um, we could have finished them off in the first half. And it was it was great to see a team that went and acted a game plan for me. This is what I want you to do. They put it into effect and they put it into effect very well. And um, at half time, don't change a thing. Just do exactly what we're doing. And the second half was, was probably the poorest I've ever seen any team play at any level. It was just, it was passive. We didn't want to go and be involved. You go to St Rock, you need to be aggressive. You need to go and match them physically. Mm. And um, it looked for 45 minutes if our boys didn't want to be there. So that that was the most frustrating part. If um, Even if they gave me an average of the two halves, I'm sure we would have won the game. But the, it was an absolute contrast. First half, outstanding. Brilliant. Second half is just not good enough. And we'll learn from that and we'll kick on. Yeah, and obviously St Rocks as well. They're kind of a team like at the start of the season we're doing really well. They've maybe been kind of inconsistent, but again, it's this thing in this league where all, a lot of the sides are evenly matched, and it's it's. I I wouldn't like to be a bookmaker pricing the the game. I wouldn't like to be McBookie pricing these games up because they're so. As we see this weekend, they're so it's so hard to get predictions right and things like that. It's so hard to work out who's going to win. Impossible. It's impossible. And what I was doing Friday night, I was sitting, if, I don't know if you go on the West of Scotland website, you can predict the results and click go, and it changes yeah. the league table for you. So I was sitting doing that, and I, I couldn't even know the team so well and been involved in it. I couldn't even pick who was going to beat who. And um, and when I looked at my selections compared to the, the results and sat, I was miles away from it. <laughs> so it's, it's such a hard league. It's, yeah. it's impossible. Absolutely. Uh, the big game in the first division was Gart Cairn 2, Colburnley 3. Big result for Colburnley again. It just it gives them a big kind of opportunity as well. St Caddox and Gartkeel are kind of sitting top of the league. Gartkeel obviously went above St Caddox, but they now it's now level. I think it's only a goal in it, but big result for Colburnley, especially against a, the team that was above them. Uh, it's a hard place to go, yeah, Gartkeel, and get a result. I think it was really late on, was it not? Was it, it was, it was a, it was late a goals? really good free kick from John Scully, yeah. if you've seen it. Brilliant free kick. I've seen the free kick and I've been in the end of a couple of the free kicks from him as well. He's, he's, he's an absolute wizard around that yeah. box. So stand up and don't foul him. But my <laughs> advice because you're not keeping out the net when he gets in the end of one of them. But I uh, really late on, I know Alex McDowell and Micton Lawton that up at Gart Cairn will be absolutely gutted with that as well. But it's testament to, to this league again. I know we yeah. keep saying it, how how it can change. And it's it's not just weekly, it's in minutes it's changing um, the outcome of the league standings and stuff as well. It's insane. Absolutely. Uh, big result for Drumchapel as well. It puts them their third as well. Four wins in a row in the league. Obviously, they were coming off a disappointment during the week in the Scottish Cup. That that kind of result's dif- difficult, although obviously that was a really credible performance against Elgin. It's difficult to know how it, how your league, how that kind of changes your league perspective as well, but it was, it's been a brilliant re- uh, response. A 4-0 home win. You can't ask for any more than that. Yeah, and that's it. And sometimes maybe get knocked out of that, that kind of, that was your big focus, the Scottish Cup, isn't it? And it's, it's a dream. And um, mm-hmm. the league's your, it's your, your bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Getting knocked out, sometimes it can have that adverse effect on you and maybe you, that drive dips a wee bit, but one four nil, so there's, there's no signs of that. I've seen them this season, that they're a quality team with quality players and real experience in there as well. Mm-hmm. We play them in three weeks' time, so 
we'll, we'll go and watch them again. But um, aye, they're doing really well. Doing really well. Yeah, yeah brilliant result as well. Uh, Cumberland now rather going Glencairn too. Four wins in a row for uh, Glencairn. Really good result as well. Double from Ryan McManus. And Rutherglen have kind of just shot up the league with, again, just that consistency. Four wins in a row. They've got some good, big goal scorers like Jack McElveen and Ryan McManus. And once they, when they're firing, Rutherglen could sweep under the radar here. I think those are, they're a really, yep. really underrated side. Yeah. Um, the first week I went in at Nielsen, Andy Whiteford was still in charge, but I was in a dugout and we played Rutherglen. Mm-hmm. And they, they beat us 1-0. My goal, it was 10 yards offside, but that's for another day. And... Um, I thought we competed really well against them. I went and watched them on Wednesday night when they played St Rock. Um, yeah. I was obviously watching St Rock, but um, I was impressed with them. And uh, they use the ball so well. They go forward really quickly. Ryan McManus is an excellent player as well. And um, he's just, he dictates play. He's absolutely ruthless in that final third as well. He's a fantastic player. Yeah, absolutely. Big results as well. Uh, Johnston 2-1, 1-2-1 away to Rossville as well. Big result for them. And Thornwood uh, ended up a really kind of bad losing run with a, a massive 2-1 win away to Shorts. Two big victories, particularly for Thornwood after a, a really bad run. Aye. Obviously, if looking below us in the, the league, I'm wanting Thornwood to get beaten um, to try and keep them away from us, which just shows you they've, they've jumped kind of two places and um, they're right up the back of us again. But... Um, Jimmy Nesbitt and Dolsey are good guys at Fornywood and obviously been in the lower leagues when Will Fornywood done a kind of double promotion as well. Mm. And I know them really well, but some some really good players in that Fornywood team, I think they'll kick on. They, they'll maybe go on a wee run and, and get themselves right moved up, especially Boyd with, the, with beating shots. Big John's always got strong physical teams there as well in that big park to go there and get a result. It, what other team you are. If you're at the top of that league, going to shots is hard. If you're, you're a bot mate, it's just as hard as well and fair play to them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a double from Jojo Gillespie for Johnson as well. Blantyre two, Ben Burb two. Again, two very even sides. I think if that was I think if you look at the, the games over the weekend, if you'd said a draw in that league, you would probably have been that one. I think these two side two sides yeah. are really hard to split. Uh-huh. Uh, we played Blantyre this week as well. And um they're, they're a team that it's, I think they drew a few in a row and kind of fell behind then to get yeah. that win and it's kicked them right back up the league. And um, Ben Burb are going well. I think Ben Burb probably lost in six, five or six or uh, something. Five games unbeaten, yeah. Aye, so. uh, Blantyre have only lost one in the last six. Four draws in there, but again, they'll just be wanting to get wins on the board and, and get yeah. up. And two I think it just shows you if, if, if Ben Burb had that early consistency, those four, four wins in a draw and the, the trot, they would have been right up there and in the mix as well. And, and they still can be. Only what, three, four points away from being right in first and second. It's, yeah, uh, absolutely. Aye, it's a heart attack, Ellie. Aye, big result. Aye, we'll move into the second division. I want to start at obviously Muircourt, a 2 2 draw over Glasgow Perthshire. So, kind of overall thoughts, obviously, there's a kind of, I, I don't, is, is, there still, is it still an interim team at, at Muircourt at the moment? Yeah, so it's um, Nathan Bogle, uh, yeah. the goalkeeper. Is, is taking the team just now. I think he's kind of helped. The players are all on side with him as well. Nathan's an, is, a, is a great guy, really loyal guy. He's been down there for... I brought him in just maybe about two months after I went to the job, so he's been there for the best part of five, more than five years now. Mm-hmm. And um, he's taking the team on. And um, he's he's taking them for three games and he's not lost. So, um, I fair play. Nathan, you're doing well. And... Um, I think uh, I spoke to him actually on Saturday night. I think they're a wee bit 
disappointed in, in, in drawing the fellas. I think they came from behind twice. Nah, they came from behind twice, but I think they had chances to, to go and win the game and they felt they had the goals they lost were a wee bit soft as well. But um, I well done. And um, so that's, they drew two each with Yoker the week before. And I think it was at the uni they beat the week before that as well. So, aye, they're, they're doing okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, big uh, big draw as well. Two side, two sides probably that'll be kind of satisfied with the weekend. Big result for Coalside Rangers, two one one over second place, uh, third place Ashfield. Massive result for Carl and his team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Ashfield are growing great guns uh, this season. Really strong, really physical team that that play great football and. Um, Real experience in that team, Bobby Barr and stuff. <laughs> that yeah. only a few seasons ago was playing top level football, and um, playing against Ashfield and another team I know very well. Drew Maxie's days there as well. It's uh, they're a tough team to, to get anything off Ashfield. You, you've got to be going. So, uh, Carlo will be delighted with that, and that kicks him back up that table. Yeah, absolutely. Yoker a two 0 one away to Mayball as well. Some big, big away results, but massive. I never said. I absolutely hate going to Mabel. I've never won a game at Mabel as a player or a manager. And it's um it's it's a really hard place to go. Carlo Walker down there's got a really physical team mm-hmm. as well. And it's a uh, fair play to Yoker. I watched them actually play Muir Cup two weeks ago and um they, they moved the ball well in their AstroTurf. You always worry about AstroTurf teams going away and, and playing and Mabel's not getting the greatest apart, but they've obviously um worked hard and, and got their rewards. Yeah, absolutely. And big result at the bottom end of the table as well. Mary Hill, a 1-0 away one over Wishaw. Just shows you. Wishaw had kind of a difficult run as well, but Mary Hill obviously overtake them. Big, that's a huge three points yeah. for Mark as well. Aye. And that, that Mary Hill then get the bit between their teeth and then they'll be looking at Ardeer now to try and draw Ardeer into yeah. that, that position. I think they still to play each other as well. Yeah, same so level, same number of points as well, yeah. Same, play, both played 14. And yeah. um Wish I'd get the two games in hand, so they'll be looking to to make up for that and kick on. But when you're playing the teams around you uh, in a league like that, you need to be taking up taking uh, maximum points, and maybe he'll be delighted with it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the fourth first competitive game I think since the beginning of December was a one-one draw with St Anthony's. I think fourth get reduced to ten men. Again, just two sides very at the top end of the table. By all reports, a draw was a fair result. Both sides had their chances. I think probably the St Anthony's will be the, the most unhappy out of the two, though. The ants are flying this season. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think they're doing fantastic. Um, always been a tough team to beat you know, over the past kind of three, four years. Um, but this season, they're, they're really kicking on. And it's it's not always just that they're not going to smashing teams, but they're, they're getting results. They're getting two ones and um, three twos, stuff like that, one nil wins. And... Um, they might be a bit disappointed at home and, and drawn one each, especially a team that's lay idle for the best part of two months as well. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a point close to Renfrew, who are obviously not playing, so we're playing the, the, the Friday night. Yeah, absolutely as well. Uh, two, uh, the other draws, uh, Greenock now, Craig Martin now. Again, to Greenock obviously looking to just get wins in the board. Craig Mark, I think Craig Mark will be, will be up there. I just think they need yeah. to get some some consistency as well, but it's, again, it's another really competitive league, as you know. Yeah, um, it's that's a good point for Greenock. Craig, yeah. Craig Mark started that that season absolutely flying as well, and they, they were kind of right in the mix. I know they had a few injury problems as well, and they drifted a wee bit. But when they get their, their kind of squad back together and get their kind of main players out, then I think they'll kick on again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, third division. We'll start with a draw in six. East Kilbride Thistle three. 
Again, Ryan Wilson with a hat trick, Aiden Ferris with a double for a draw, and they've just got so much firepower up front. And again, you thought we'd maybe be quite tight. It's been a very impressive performance from a draw. They're doing great. They're doing great. And um, I'm friends with Aiden Ferris, so I need to listen to you every single week when he scores. Mm-hmm. So I'm on 17 for the season. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that about 17 times from him. <laughs> um, but no, fair play to him. He's doing really well. Uh, Mark Curra, I think, scored at the weekend as well. Yeah. Uh, was it Girvin at the start mm-hmm. of the season? He was a player I tried to sign and he, he went to Drossen. I'm a big fan of him. He fits into kind of my game place. I think he's about six foot four, like mm-hmm. Mark as well, but he knows where the goal is. And Aiden playing off of him is actually a really good pair up top. Um, so they've, uh, they're getting points in the board and they're going great guns. Yeah, uh, Paul Donahue scored a hat trick. Vela Clyde won 9 1 at home to Kaluk. Vela Clyde have been a team, a very underrated side. They're scoring a lot of goals. They're, they're not conceding too many either, as well. They've had some big results. I mean, any t- time you score nine goals at home, you're absolutely thrilled with that. Aye, definitely. The, the thing I like about Vela Clyde is um, some days they're a fantastic football inside and they play football really well. Other days, they're a gang and they get results <laughs> that way. And they're, they're a very physical team. They'll know mind me saying things like Don Scott, Bob Donnicky, you know, that it was at Bells Hill before. They'll know mind me saying it. They get results by hooker crook. It's like they're just one big group of pals that are all in it together as well. And, and they work like that. So that's a fantastic result. Paul Davies, that's a sore one for him at Curlook as well. Mm-hmm. I know he's a guy that empties his tank every week for the, the clubs that he manages. And it's uh, just back to training tonight, I suppose. And no. Try and regroup the players and try and get a more positive result this weekend. But it's a fantastic run that Vela Clyde are on as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Larnock as well. They're, they're they're just doing what they need to do. They're in a really good run. I think they've won the last eight. Really good run. A three-one-one home to Vela leaving. Larnock. That's all they can do is just try and keep. Hopefully, a, a draw and slip up for them. And Larnock, they're just going about their business really well. Aye, aye. That's that's great consistency. Just looking at the league table there, and it's all just green, 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 green right across <laughs> for their previous results. Uh, I think it's Simon Eels as a gaffer in there just now still. Yeah, two and, games um, in hand in other Austin, to be fair. Aye, and uh, I think Vela Clyde will get three games in hand. Mm-hmm. That's that's a top three that's um, going to be fighting the right out to the end of the season. Irvin Vicks could have been in that. I think they cut a week in a rusty patch. Mm-hmm. They were cruising at the start of the season, hit a rusty patch, dropped out a wee bit as well, but they might yeah. have a wee saying what happens at the top. So Yeah, they won They won 2 0 at home to Royal Albert. They won the last four as well. I think they're unbeaten in six. It's another really good run as well when they've they're just, again, a lot of these teams, four, uh, Les Mahegos, another one, a 6 1 1 away to Bells Hill. That top five, even Lark uh, La Call, they won 2 1 away to Solco. It's the top six, they're all there and there or thereabouts. If there's games in hand as well, they're just, yeah. the top five won this weekend. Aye, aye, say. We're looking at just now. Is it, is it the top seven all, all win their top games? Seven. Port Glasgow won 3 0 as well. With, uh, double for Jamie McKenna. Jamie McKenna's been terrific form for them as well. Yeah. And another player I try to sign as well. Um, but he didn't fancy travelling all the way from Port Glasgow down to Muirka. But <laughs> uh, he's a player that I'm a big fan of. He's yeah, uh, really good player. a good player. Yeah. yeah, They've got a lot of firepower as well. Port Glasgow likes to have uh, Kieran Mullikins in there, uh, Gail McCoy. There's a few really good players in there. Yeah. I would say probably the big result of the day. Apart from obviously the big kind of Les Mahegos, a big one as well. Six one away to Bells Hill when you score six away from home, really good. And they're just they've won the last three as well. They'll just be wanting to get get up there because there's a wee bit of gap between like fourth and fifth. But all it takes is if you keep that one and run going and somebody's yeah. up above you, you can get up there, no bother. 
Uh, it's a big league as well. I think that's got extended number of teams. Yeah, in it. Nineteen teams, yeah. And that, that comes with an extended number of relegation slots, I think, as well. Yeah, it? I think, I think as many before. as seven can go down. Right. Thanks. So it's uh, it's not a league for the faint-hearted as well. And you really need to be kind of getting yourself right into that kind of top seven, eight to keep yourself away from that as we get into midweek football at the end of the season. So it's a, it's a league where you need, you need to go and put wee runs together to keep yourself uh, right up the table. Yeah, absolutely. Big result for Luger as well. A 2 0 win at home at Garvin. New Mains won, Cable Rovers won. And it's just the third division as well, another competitive league. Fourth division. Yeah. There you go. I think Kelly started really well, didn't he? Yeah. Um, they were absolutely flying at the start of the season, and then they've kind of they dropped away a wee bit as well. They'll be they'll be disappointed. But I knew means is a is a whole new build this season. Um, I think I forget his name. The guy who was assistant manager at Bells Hills made a gaffer in there. Um, David Menelos. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Aye, they'll be look, they'll all be looking to them, and we'll just grab ourselves out of that kind of fourteen down. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll move on to the fourth division. The the run of Club South Athletic, the 15-game winning streak, came to an end. Thorn Athletic held them to a draw at their new ground as well. What a way to mark, a, mark the new ground, uh, holding the, the league leaders to a draw. Definitely. I don't stay that far away from it as well. And it was big work um, being you know, on uh, at the Thorn. I've got a few friends on the kind of management there as well. So, no, delighted for them. And... Um, just just no names so well. They, they'll not be happy sitting in, in uh, kind of fifth place. They'll want to kick on. They'll, they'll want to get through the divisions. Got a very experienced manager in there as well. And they'll, they'll be wanting to go up. So that's cool. Cypher flying. Do you say they've, that's the first time they've dropped points in about the last, what, 40, 42 points or whatever it was? Um, so, aye, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, West Park as well. They've reduced it to seven points. Uh, a 7 1 home win over Eglinton. You look at West Park's team and there's a few. Eddie Ferns is there. Eddie Ferns, you've got Stephen Graham. They're going to shoot up the leagues, I think. Yeah, yeah. I know it's uh, that. that's another group. It's, it's a group of mates mm-hmm. um, who are all out together as well. I think Mark McKay, the gaffer out there, is that right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Aye, he's, uh, he was a Vela Clyde uh, manager. Yeah, he's the Easter House, is he not? Oh, it is, he's aye, aye. My knowledge of the fourth division is <laughs> awful. <laughs> so no, uh, West Park is a group of group of mates. I know there's a few boys from Ashfield that went, went out there as well. Yeah, they've, they've picked up a lot of players for kind of elsewhere as well. They've got uh, yeah. Jai Kudi that's there. I think I think that's how you pronounce his name. Apologies for isn't he? And again, it's just a, a lot of these sides, like the likes of Thieve as well. Obviously coming in, we spoke. They won five one away to BSC Glasgow. St Peter's a six one one away to Easterhouse. Rossville Academy four one away to Campbelltown. They're capable of putting in some really, really good Aye. performances, a lot of these teams. I know. I know St. Peter's really well as well. John DL, um, the gaffer of St. Peter's, I know him really well. He was actually one of our coaches at Muir Cup for a while. And I know the St. Peter's team that came through that basically were the very successful youth team that John had. They'd yeah. won several kind of, um, Scottish uh, Youth Football Association Cups. Once they mature a wee bit, they'll be a team to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some big results like the likes of Three, Rossville. Glenville now, Harmony Road now, and again, it's just a, it's maybe the the league where you think like a lot of these sides are kind of looking towards the future, but there's a lot of good players in that league. There is, there is, and as I said, I need to know more about it. Um, Trying to steal a couple of diamonds uh, <laughs> out of that league as well. We played um, BSC three weeks ago when the, the Whitlitz game was off, uh, and a friendly, um, just to get us going. We, we won 5-0, but there's a couple of decent players in that team as well. A couple of experienced boys as well that I'd known before, so 
these teams are attracting decent junior experienced players. Yeah. Uh, obviously, coming up for Nielsen, there's a few big games. Obviously, we mentioned there, you you play Blantyre at home on Saturday, away to Gartkale in the week after, and then at home to Drumchapel. Some big games in there in the, in the next few weeks in the league. Is it just about finding that run and kind of getting your, your foot in the door and getting a run? Yeah, I think it's just about creating a, a bit of belief. Mm-hmm. If, if, if I can get a team to play that did in the first 45 on Saturday, we've got absolutely no fears. Yeah. Um, but it's about instilling that and them, making them believe. And I spoke to them at the end on Saturday. And I know it's a change of manager halfway through a season. It, that's that's not happening for, for positive reasons. There, there yeah. must have been a negative reason for that to happen. And now it's about us coming in and, and instilling a bit of belief in the players as well. But I think the next five, probably every fixture in that league is a, is a tough Aye. fixture. But the next five are really, really tough. I mean, it's all teams that are kind of up there and in the running we're playing. Um, but we need to get points in the boards. We'll be going to like to do that. Mm-hmm, absolutely as well big game I want to talk about as well was the third round of the West of Scotland Cup used host Rossville the mm-hmm. cut obviously we all love a cup run as we saw that maybe a, a good week to use it when we've seen like, like some cup some West of Scotland teams do really well in cups that the West of Scotland Cup presents a great opportunity yeah yeah um, Rossville put Muir, my Muir Cup team uh, the Scottish Cup in penalty kicks ah, um, cool. earlier this season it was a 0-0 draw a Friday night game and um, so I know a bit about them but Kevin Kelly's added some excellent players there as well if you go and look at their Twitter they're signing experienced players every single week and I know they started to get a few results and um, I know they were they were really unhappy at um, losing 2-1 to Johnson Borough um, contested that the, the Borough winner was was offside as well and they were only happy with that but um, they're a tough team. A, I know we have probably said about a hundred times in this this chat so far, but there's there's not an easy game. No, there certainly isn't. It's a, a really competitive league. What's the kind of what is the kind of targets that kind of this season? As you say, just about finding belief, but as obviously the kind of main priority. A league that's so competitive, it's just about being steady and staying yeah. in it. Is that the priority? It's, it's just about getting as many points in the ball as we can. Um, myself and my coaches have got a points target in my head but I'm not going to share it and I'm not going to share it with the players um, where we want to be And um, but as I say you could, we're going to win three games and, and suddenly you're going to be going to get promoted here you're going to lose three games and you're going to get relegated so yeah. it's, it's just about winning as many I know it's a cliche and it's it's probably not the answer that a, a journalist wants but it's, uh, it's get as many points as you can and see where you end up yeah, well, we're wishing you all the best for the season ahead, Kevin. Thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank right. you so much for inviting me on. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks very much, everyone, that's tuned in. Please follow us on social media for consistent West of Scotland Football League content. And as always, subscribe to our YouTube and podcast channels. And we'll be back next week with a new show. Thank you. Mm-hmm.